Hello, my name is Roy Canterbury. I'll be your host today on Architalk 101. What you're going to learn today is how you can judge yardage. Uh, when you're shooting your bow at unknown distances, it's always nice to be able to judge your yardage. So uh, let's uh, let's start off with uh, um, ways that you can learn to judge yardage. Uh, first thing you should do is get a tape measure and mark out 20 yards. Uh, then start walking back and forth to determine how many steps it takes to walk that 20 yards. So to do this, the best way is to count every other step. So let's say you start walking, you take your first step with your left foot, then each time your right foot would hit the ground, you'd count it as one. Uh, a little easier to try to count every step, uh, count every other one makes it a little bit easier to, to keep where you're at. Uh, now for me, when I step this off, it's 11 and a half steps. Now, what I had stepped off being 20 yards or 23 if you count left and right, you know, each foot. So that'd be 23 times I placed the foot on the ground. So at 11 and a half steps, uh, that would give me a stride of about uh, a 5.2 feet per step, or each foot would be like 2.6 feet. That's what it ended up being for me. Each one's gonna be a little different. Uh, if you're wearing big heavy clothes, it's gonna maybe a little shorter, but this is just learning how many steps it takes so you can figure out where your yardage is. So now you know what your stride length is, you can figure out how far the target is by stepping it off. So, you know, each time you, you do your, your right foot hits the ground, say, uh, you know, you've stepped off just a little over five feet. Uh, so you can use that to do that. Now, practice doing this, the distance verification, uh, you're going to need to put a, a string out or a tape measure, a hundred foot one works, works the best. Or if you have a, don't have one, you can mark off enough that you have 100 feet. That gives you most yardages you're going to do at most archery ranges. That's going to be sufficient. So what you do is you're going to start at one place. You're going to step off and start counting your steps. And then you're going to verify, okay, I'm 20 yards. And then go back and keep doing this until you're all done so that you know you can get it. So now then you have this great big long tape. And you're going to start off with like practice set, uh, um you know, say I'm going to step off 10 yards so that you know how many steps it would be for 10 yards. And then you step that off, look on your tape measure. Is it 10 yards? How far are you off? And then kind of adjust from there. I do it at 15, 20 yards. Uh, then you want to go back and it's like, okay, let's pick some weird numbers or odd numbers, uh, not the normal five yard increments. So let's say, okay, I want to go 13 yards figure out how many steps can be for 13 yards, step that off, look on your tape measure, is that where you're at? And keep doing this at different distances so that and now you, you have confidence that uh, you, you can step off and I know exactly how far that distance is. Uh, so, so now you know by counting the steps, you're gonna know how far the distance is. So now the next thing is to start uh, judging yardages to targets. So what you do is, is if you're out in the field someplace or wherever you're, you're at, you have distance, take a look at something on the ground or some tree or something from you're at, say, okay, I think this to be uh, 15 yards. So then step it off, count your steps. Were you okay? Were you not okay? Um, you know, then get familiar so that you can look at a target and say, okay, that is uh, 26 yards. And you know that you're you're within you know uh, just a little bit you know a foot or so uh, depending how accurate you're, you're getting with it the more you practice the more accurate you're going to get so you'll be able to go up and say oh that's 27 yards and and you measure it off and it's 27 yards now if you have a, a range finder 
then what you do, you didn't have to step it off, but pick an object, judge the yardage to it, use the rangefinder to verify your yardage. Don't use the rangefinder first, use it last to verify and say, okay, that item is however yardage it is, use the rangefinder and it verifies that you're right. And keep doing that until you can get the range down where it verifies it. A little bit more accurate than stepping it off, but uh, you know you have to buy a rangefinder and some of those aren't cheap. Now, I know, you know, what you're thinking is, uh, you know, if I have a rangefinder, then why do I need to know how to step off and judge the distance without a rangefinder? Well, if you're out in a hunting situation, you may not have time to grab the rangefinder. Uh, that, that animal could step out from someplace that you're not sure of, uh, that you haven't arranged for previously, and you don't know where it's at, or you're out walking. And all of a sudden, the, the animal shows up in front of you. You don't have time for your range finder. It's either make your shot or don't. So that would be a good reason to have uh, the ability to judge yardages because it's done pretty much instantly. You don't have to depend on raising your hand up to the range finder, looking to the range finder, pushing the button, getting it all done. But then, you know, sometimes it, your target's gone. Uh, you could also have the range finder, the battery could be dead. Uh, so you pull it up and it doesn't work. Uh, or you might have even forgotten the range finder or it's in your backpack or someplace you can't get to it. You know, that's all reasons uh, why you want to have an alternate method to do. Range finder is always good, but uh, not always available. Now, when you're shooting from an elevated platform, you know, being in a tree stand or top of a hill, and not only do you have to make sure to keep your correct form as you're shooting, because as you're shooting downhill, you bend at the waist, not at the arms. So you need to make sure your form is correct. And then now you have to figure out what the real distance is to the target. Now, the same thing applies to shooting uphill. You also have to keep your correct form. It's just instead of bending down at the waist, you bend up. You still have to judge the yardage. Uh, now, how to figure out what the real distance is. Now, if you have a range finder, they have what they call angle compensation and it built into them. And what that does, is it takes the angle that you're holding it at from vertical or from horizontal uh, to the angle either up or down, and it figures out what their true distance is. Now, as an example of how this works, we'll have to take a look at some trigonometry. Uh, that might sound a little complicated, but it's not really that complicated. We're gonna keep it to the basics. Um, a carpenter will use a, a triangle method to determine whether or not an, a, two items are at a right angle. Uh, so now let's, let's dive right into how that principle works. Uh, you have your three, four, five triangle. Uh, some, some may not know, but if you take uh, two sides of the triangle that are right angles to each other, and the lengths are three and four, the distance between the opposite sides is five. That completes your triangle. So let's demonstrate that so it gives a little bit better picture of, of what that really means in a hunting situation. Um, carpenters will measure out three feet, four feet, measure it should be five feet because you're right angle. So let's demonstrate that in uh, an example for a hunting situation. Uh, let's say you're up in a tree stand and you're up 40 yards from the ground. Now that could be up in a tree or it could be on a hill or whatever. Uh, so you're 40 feet up, the trail is 30 feet away from the base of the trail, going straight across the ground. Now, as with the three, four, five triangle, your, your tree stand to the target is 50 feet. 
Now that's the distance there. So you got 30 feet to the trail, 40 feet up, and 50 feet from where you're at straight to the target. So what do you shoot the target at? Well, you think because it's 50 feet between where you're at to the where the target is, you'd shoot it for 50 feet. Uh, but that's not correct. What you do is you'd end up shooting over the target because the correct answer is 30 feet. Now, here, let me explain why it's 30 feet, not the 50 feet. So uh, gravity only cares about the horizontal distance that your arrow is traveling, not the vertical. So the arrow has traveled only 30 feet horizontally. It doesn't matter how far it traveled in the vertical direction. So your gravity is going to affect on the arrow as if it traveled 30 feet. So you want to shoot it for 30 feet because that's your real distance. Um, now, <clears throat> in your tree stand, you don't have a range finder. You know, how do you judge that yardage? Well, one method I use is to look at the ground and find a tree and then follow that whether my target area would be if I'd have a trail I can look at the base of the tree and now I'm going to follow that tree up until I'm horizontal to where I'm, I'm at. Now I'm going to judge that distance not to the down point. Uh, I'm going to judge straight across. That's how I judge distances when I'm in a tree stand because it's always a different angle and uh, you know not having a range finder throughout most of my hunting career. Uh, I do have one now but uh, I did then so uh, you you have to judge that distance. Now, one example, I was out, I was in a tree stand, I was at the top of a hill, uh, another 15 feet up above it, and the trail was down at the bottom of the hill. And the trail straight across was only 20 yards to the trail. But when I'm up in, in the tree stand, it looked like it was 40 yards because that, the size of the deer was just really small, but I knew it was only 20 yards. So of course, knowing it's 20 yards, I shot it for 20 yards and I was able to hit the target. Uh, you, you just got to trust your instincts. You know, you know it's 20, and then you look at it, it looks small. It's like, I need to shoot further. Trust your instincts. If it's 20 yards, the base of the tree or the trail is straight line horizontally, that is your distance. Now, if you have a range finder, what you can do is when you're in tree stand, is find, find that trail down there where you think that the deer would come out or the animal, whatever you're going to be shooting, uh, or your target and look at it and then use your range finder because it's going to tilt the as you tilt it down the angle it's going to judge that correct distance and it's going to tell you to shoot in my example earlier it would tell me it's 20 yard target not that it's 40 yards and someone will give you a little number in at the bottom square or something that what the it's measuring the straight line distance but you don't care about those you care about is that the horizontal distance the real number to shoot for now here's another example of how you can judge yardage uh, that is you actually using your pins to judge the yardage so you know you ask you know how do you do this you know that's that can be a little different depending on the target you're shooting. So let, let's start off with a, a so we're going to use a deer size target. You're either going to get a paper target or one of the 3D foam targets and use that. That needs to be life size. If you have one that's scaled down, uh, that's not going to work very well. Now, this only works on sites that have multiple pins. Your single pin sites, are, you're not going to be able to do this with them, but in multiple pins. So let's say you have a five pin site with 20, 30, 40, 50, and 60 yard pins on it. What you do is you would start off shooting at 10 yards. 
and then move back the longer ranges, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever range you want to be able to practice at and shoot at. Now, to do this at different distance, you're going to take and shoot the 10-yard uh, target with your 20-yard pin. You're going to see where it goes. Then you can look and see also how many of the pins fit on the deer and where they fit. You're going to go at 20 yards and notice how far the pins do. The, pin, the 20-yard pin will fit on the top of the back and the 60-yard pin down at the belly. Uh, you go out further, maybe 30, and you can't get all four pins on them. You can get or all five pins, you can get maybe three pins or four pins or something like that into different ranges. And then you can also look at the gap between the pins. You know, if you know this deer is say it's 60 yards away and the gap between your 40 and 50 yard pin brackets the, the animal, then you know that you're at 60 yard and move up to 60 yard pin. So you're just gonna use those at that, how many pins fit on the deer at the, at the same time. So let's look at example, um, you know, before you get examples though, the faster the bow, light of the arrow, the pins will be closer together, so it's gonna change it. So, you know, in my example of how mine was set up, uh, isn't gonna be the same as yours because uh, your bow doesn't shoot the exact same light arrow as mine or the pin facing, the distance to sight is in front of your bow, it's gonna change the spacing, you know, all that changes. So you have to do it for your setup. So with my setup at 10 yards, I can get all five pins in the vital area. So I know if I can get all of them on there, I'm at 10 yards. And I know my bow shoots about an inch off at 10 yards as being the 20 yard pin. So I just know I'm gonna be shoot just an inch from where I really need to be. Uh, now that at 20 yards, all five pins will fit on the deer, but they kind of compass the, the whole deer. And at 30, I'm gonna get three pins on. Um, and on and on, so you go down. So uh, this only works if you have a setup, you do this, go through this for a deer size target, it's only gonna work for a deer size target. Uh, you know, you'd have to just do that for each one. So if you're in an area where your deer are smaller, some areas have really small deer, um, you, know, you know, like I've got uh, up here in Nebraska, we have sometimes some fairly large deer and our fawns are kind of small in some areas that the full-size deers are about the size of our, our fawns. So you'd have to know the area in there. And you're going to shoot, you know, what size it is. You're going to shoot targets that represent the targets you're in. Uh, now, if you're going out doing uh, elk, let's say that's a whole bigger animal or moose or caribou, uh, you're going to have to do that for that size animal. Uh, so that's kind of the drawback of using pins as a range finder is it only works for that size animal. Now, when you're going out doing uh, 3D shooting, you're at a 3D tournament or just shooting a 3D range, um, you know, and you've mastered these, you know, techniques, uh, you should be able to judge yardage pretty good. Uh, the one method that doesn't work very well when shooting 3D targets is the pin gap in yardage. Uh, because uh, do the size of having several different targets to shoot at. If you're going on a, a 40 target range, you could have turkey, pigs, deer, elk, squirrel, etc. cetera. Uh, you could even have 40 different targets. And uh, so the pin gapping isn't gonna do it. Um, you know, and using range finders, some tournaments won't lie to your range finder. And it gives those unfair advantage to those with the range finder. Uh, so learning, uh, learning to judge yardage by just looking at the target and deciding how far it is um, 
you know, that's going to serve you in the long run, a long time, because uh, you're always going to be able to judge that yardage. You know, if you get away for a while, you might be a little rusty, but, you know, once you learn it, you can always pick it up again pretty quickly. Now, if you're out hunting, have a rangefinder, and you have a chance to use it, use it. You know, that just takes one less thing out of making your shot. You don't have to worry about it. If you don't have to worry about, okay, did I judge the yardage right? You arrange it, you know exactly what the yardage is. You know, if it says it's 33 yards, you know it's exactly 33 yards. You know, your 30 yard pin, you're gonna have to aim just slightly higher. Um, you can lose the gap between your 30 and your 40 yard pin, because you know about halfway that gap would be 35. So go a little bit less than half of that and you can place your shot. Uh, so knowing your bow, setting up that way you know, with multiple pins, uh, you can use those pins to help you get the correct yardage. Um, or if you're using a single pin, uh, you have to judge the yardage, dial in the yardage, and you know, now then you're, you're moving stuff. And sometimes you don't have time, but if you have time, single pins are, are really nice because you don't have to pick which pin. You don't pick the wrong pin. You only have one. So uh, if you want to watch uh, other instructional videos or get archery tips or advice, uh, you know, think about joining the Archery Talk 101 Facebook group. Uh, they're there we have all kinds of advice like this. We have other instructional videos. We help you uh, shoot better. Uh, I'll put a link in the description to go to, to there and uh, join. Remember to answer the questions and uh, enjoy. And once again, this has been Roy Canterbury. I've been your host today on Archer Talk 101.